Look at that background. You go to Starbucks? Yeah. You Starbucks when you're sitting there? Dude, there's a, star- yeah. there's a Starbucks in every corner here. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Every corner. <laughs> there's a Simpsons episode where they go to uh, Seattle and like every store is just Starbucks and there's no other <laughs> Hey, I got a question for you before we get going. Pretty important, dude. When do you give up on one of your favorite t shirts, dude? Because this is one of my favorites ever. Look, dude, it's got the book. The, the the moth bullet holes in it here, but it's my it's one of my favorites, dude. You do, huh? and it's usually not us, right? It's usually the ladies in our life are like, it's over. Yeah, or they're no. like, threw it out, and you're like, what do you mean you threw it out? You go dig through the garbage. What do you what do you do? When do you do it? When's the proper time to get rid of your favorite? Dude, that is so true, bro. Like, and and Sarah will be like, you gotta get rid of that shirt. I'm like, if you touch this shirt. <laughs> we're gonna have serious problems do not throw this shirt away i know it has a, i know it has a, I, I, there's one of my favorite shirts has a has a hole in the armpit uh-huh and they're like she's like you, you're gonna hold in the armpit i'm like bro i'm like i don't when does somebody see my armpit i was like just keep my arms down it doesn't matter you know what i mean so like that that shirt's got so much character bro life is good what's it say what's it say it's good Twenty, take it slow. Twenty, take it slow. I got this in San Diego at the All Star game one year when I had a great. It was a great. That was a great All Star game. A lot of yeah. fun. What? Here's what I think. You know when I think you got to give it up. When this stitching, when the next stitch, okay, separates from the shoulder and it and you start looking like the uh, chick from a what's that movie? Uh, Flash dancer where she had a shirt on the side. <laughs> I think that's when the shirt has to go. But otherwise. I'll do anything, man. If the sleeves start getting messed up, I'll cut the sleeves and keep the sleeve. I'll try to keep it as a tank top for as long as I can. So Dude, I still have a shirt. I still have a shirt from college, nineteen ninety two. My man Jason Horsley. I I, I was in I, I was in the fraternity in college because it was that you know in, in our college at Richmond, like you know a lot of baseball guys were in fraternity. So I was in Sig Ep mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, at Richmond, and and for our, one of our for our pledge night where we had to like. We had to just be security for the party. Meanwhile, you know, I mean, whatever. So yeah. our, our pledge master, uh, Jason Horsley, got these shirts, SIGEP security on it. Bro, <laughs> I still have it. 1992. That's amazing. It's one of my favorite shirts, but it's like, as a matter of fact, now that we say this, Sarah has d- definitely done something to it. I, I, I haven't seen it in a while. Now I know <laughs> when, when I, it hasn't made the, it hasn't made the rotation. So I have to go look at this. I know. You gotta look it up, man. Did you do something with my cigarette? Yeah, you did. It's a cigarette security shirt. It's got forty-five holes in it with like, but it's. I had to. I had to cut the sleeves off because it was getting so bad. Did you? Fest- it's one of my favorite shirts, dude. I was freaking eighteen years old when I have it. I still wear it. I still <laughs> go. Uh, <laughs> oh boy for so many so, so chance yeah. you got 20 more years of that shirt bro <laughs> do not let jess do not let jess overtake that shirt i have to i'll make it a belly shirt i just have to work on my <laughs> all right all right 
that's the difference between men and women. We can talk for 25 minutes about our favorite t-shirts. <laughs> Get to your baseball stuff that people can't get your act, get your act together. Yeah. God. So, okay. All right. There's so much because it's been a week and we haven't got a chance to talk. There's so much to talk about, about the, the Rangers and the Astros right now. We're heading to the game seven, which by the way, Astros fans lit me up. <laughs> our, our little, really? Oh, on our little thing. I've, I've known Astros. Fans. I always remember like Ken Rosenthal's always like, Astros friends will kill you, man. Be careful out there. Like, the <laughs> they'll come right at you. They, they are social media mavens. I'm giving you all credit, Astros fans. So don't kill me over this. But they were so mad when I was like, hey, what if the Rangers sweep this thing? And they're like, they're not going to sweep. They'll never sweep. And now we're getting like, I told you so. We posted this thing like three weeks. And it's like, told you, told you they weren't going to sweep. <laughs> Sorry, Astros fans. But... <laughs> In betwixt and between all of this stuff, this is now, a, first of all, it's a really cool rivalry when two teams from the same state can hate each other, kind of, the way these teams seem to hate each other. You and I were unpacking the whole hit-by-pitch of Garcia from a couple nights ago. Now, there's a two-game suspension on the line that's being appealed by the pitcher in that situation. You went, you stared at this thing for like five minutes before we came yeah. up and watched the play again. Let's start, let's start there, and then we'll, we'll preview. Like, what's your take? Yeah, you know what? You'd like to think of a, in a four-two game <clears throat> that when it, with Texas, Texas was up four to two in the eighth. One with a guy on first, no out. Obviously, Garcia with no outs. Garcia had just hit that, you know, earlier hit the big home run and kind of pit, really pimped it. Yes, you know what I mean. Threw the bat down, stomped on home plate. So in my mind, I'm like. No chance was that on purpose. And then I go back and look at the video and go, that 100% was on purpose. I don't know, man. Just a brave – the only two – the confusing thing for me was hit by pitch to – Abreu's reaction looked like he did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Maldonado's reaction was like, are you kidding me, dude? Why would we do that? Because we're down two with a guy on first with no outs. It makes no sense. So I'm not totally sure, dude, because at the end of the day – it's almost like Acuna. If you want to get Adoles Garcia out right now, you got to pitch him in, and you got to pitch him up and in, up in on his hands. So Acuna's been hit a couple times this year where he was up in arms, and I thought that wasn't on purpose. The only way to get him out is to come in and and to and to and to tie him up. Mm-hmm. So and when guys try to do that, guys in the big leagues don't like to pitch in, dude. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, man. Uh, this guy pitches in. I, I tell hitters all the time, how do you hit the inside pitch? Don't swing at it. Huh. It's not a good pitch to hit, right? It's in on your hands. But most guys can't do it because it's tough to thread the needle in there. Mm-hmm. So that could be the case because when you try to thread the needle, guys can't do it, so they just sail it right. Yeah, It just it was a bad look. But to me, Chinch, it makes no sense. To Zero do it. sense in the postseason, a two-run lead – to do that. And and obviously, you know, it spurred a whole thing where I think the mojo switched to the Astros because Dust Bake gets tossed, Garcia gets tossed, yeah. you know, Abreu gets tossed, and like then Altuve back. goes deep, you know. So yeah. but I but, but what I love is so then here we go in game six. The Astros, I mean the Rangers are back in Houston, which is funny. We were talking about how Houston's better on the road. Yeah. So yeah. so They've lost all three games. So look at the swing here. They've won three on the road. They've lost three, you know, at home. 
And what does Garcia do again? The, they, they come out banging, and then he hits a grand slam in game six. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's some, and Garcia's hot. So, yeah, it, it just it just makes for great drama, dude. It makes for great storylines for this for this game seven tonight series. It's awesome. Yeah, and all right, let's stay there, man. Here's a pitching matchup: Max Scherzer. So far in the postseason, only in one game, eleven two five ERA, four strikeouts, but that was only one coming off an injury. Christian Javier has been dealing two and zero in a postseason, one six nine ERA with twelve Ks. This is this is this is what baseball is all about, man. Right? Yeah, this is it. Who doesn't want a game seven, dude? Especially in Texas, Texas versus Houston. I mean, this is awesome for all the marbles in Houston. Um, you know, this is also why Chris Young at the deadline goes to get Max Scherzer, knowing that, first off, we got to get in. And if we get in, we got a workhorse that's been there, done that. Um, I think Scherzer's going to pitch better tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, his last outing, he wasn't that good. He hadn't pitched in a while, and he looked rusty. The one thing about that Astros lineup, Chinch, is they do a great job of navigating at bats. Their process is good. Their protocol is good. They have professional hitters up and down that lineup from Altuve and Bregman and Brantley, Alvarez, you know, all the way up and down. So when when you look at that lineup, you're like, okay, they're going to make Scherzer work. So again, I think the biggest point is how many you're getting from Scherzer tonight? How many innings are you getting? How many pitches are you getting? Scherzer's going to want to go eight. Bochy's going to be on him, you know, tight and the, and the, Rangers bullpen has been really Jekyll and Hyde this series. They've been dominant, and then they've given it up. So, you know, last night they did a great job coming in, kind of shutting the door. So I think the big question is, I don't know how many you're going to get. At. If you get three or four innings out of Scherzer, that's a win, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Scherzer's a guy, too. If he falls into a groove, just like Verlander, and he has that good slider working, and he can wipe you out with that thing with the fastball and the upper rail, he's going to be a problem. But if he can't, if he can't get that – visual with with the fastball and the slider combo and the, with, with the change off it and those guys are taking pitches and making Scherzer work and getting them up he could be out of there he could be out of there soon so it's going to be a going to be great to see I think we'll know in the first inning which Max Scherzer's yeah. is, is showing up and to your to your exact point <laughs> here's what Max Scherzer has got to deal with in the first five batters of the game where he's probably he's not on a pitch count he won't let himself be on a pitch count but he Kind of got to yeah. be somewhere in pitch count. Here's here's the kind of swing and miss guys you don't have in the top five of the Astros order: Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez. You might be able to get up every once in a while, but then Abreu. The top five guys in that lineup, and even if Alvarez strikes out, he's going to hit a home run that game too. So, the top five guys, you said it right off the bat. You're gonna first of all, you're gonna know their approach, right? Because you got those pros at the top of the line oh, yeah. you're not gonna know exactly what they're gonna do and by the way altuve golly gee willikers he is a good hitter man he's a good he hit over 300 again this year i i had to go look back and i'm like he really is what he is obviously the down year after the cheating scandal stuff but i can only imagine that's a psyche thing like trying to prove that you aren't a cheater probably right. makes you not as good of a hitter for a season but yeah. Holy moly, they're good. Dude, dude, we 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 played the we played Houston when I was with the Yankees, you know, like um down the stretch, probably six times, I think. Three there, three at our place. And uh it was funny with Riz Anthony Rizzi would come up to me and go, watch this case. At first inning, Altuve's just gonna hit a bullet. But I swear to God, next pitch, 
wham, you know, double the gap, you know, and then he'd be three for three, you know. It, uh, it, dude, this guy's incredible. Not not really, you know, not a big guy at all, but no. dude has some of the most electric hands and bat path in the game. His eye hand coordination is literally elite. You know, there's barrel awareness. So, and dude, he, he's one of the best postseason hitters of all time. You know, one of the best postseason hitters of all time. And, and you know, when you think of, of big hits, you know, you think Big Poppy, and now you're starting to think Jose Altuve, you know. You're pushing to be the all-time postseason home run leaders. Wow, yeah, it's incredible. He's shorter than me. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I stood next to him, him in cleats. I was telling my father-in-law this the other day. He's like, no, and I'm like, yes. Like, Jerry, I'm taller than Jose Altuve, but I'm not as good at baseball. That's <laughs> crazy. Anyway, all right, so let's not sleep on the other series. It's not like this. Hey, I, really quick, really quick, I want to give a really quick love to Evaldi. You oh, know, dude, you know, we kind of, kind of slid under the radar because they won it nine two. But what a what a uh, sign that was too. Nathan Evaldi has been as advertised this whole year. Had a little bit of a down, you know, one one or one month where he, you know, had a little hiccup there. But man, this postseason, that's why you go get these guys. You know, you know, postseason proven. And uh, Evaldi did it again last night in Game Six to push this thing to Game Seven. Yeah, you want to talk about postseason proven? proven how about Aaron Nola this postseason three and oh with an 096 and 19 K's and he gets the ball tonight wow against Kelly is wow. also a pretty good stud and has pitched pretty well so far in a postseason this is it man this is a whew. this, this is, is it man. I, it's a tough handicap this this series I gotta be honest because they go back and forth with each other what yeah what's your gut telling you right it's now? been a great series man it's been a great series like Noah and Noah has been just dirty. I think, you know, sometimes when you get a pitcher like this, that's on a roll, you know, you ride them, you ride them, you know, into the sunset really, you know, but then that lineup got going in game five, you know, uh, with Schwarber going deep and then Harper comes out bangs and then Rubio had a two run punch and, you know, uh, so it's been, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a funny thing for the Phillies too. They came out banging and then they, that, that offense went away for a couple of games and they came out in game five again. So what offense will show up tonight? I think if Nola's on, the Diamondbacks could be in trouble because, you know, if he gets any help from that offense and is able to settle into that start, he can really start, you know, expanding that zone a little bit with his stuff. So, but, you know, listen, you can't count the Diamondbacks out because, you know, Merrill Kelly's been a workhorse all year. He's pitched great in the postseason. Tory Lovello has those boys playing. It's a fun team to watch. Uh, it's an exciting team to watch. So it's going to be great, man. I, I, I mean – if Noah's on, it, this series could be could be over. But mm -hmm. I tell you what, I'd love to see a game seven, dude. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? The game sevens are the well, best in sports. Yeah. We got one tonight in Texas. Yep. And it would in Houston, it would be great. It would be great to see uh, you know, that one going to game seven too for all yeah. the marketers. How about you don't need any extra motivation if you're Nola and he's a pro and he's 30 years old and he's figured it out over the years. How about the fact that, dude, after this season, he's a free agent? Can you imagine if he keeps his role going and they win the World Series? Yeah. Oh. How much money does he make on a three-year deal? You kidding me, dude? Big money. He's yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's you kidding me? For frontline starting pitching, he's gonna make a ton of money, bro. He's gonna make, I would say, 25, 30 easy. Yeah. And uh, you know, talk about getting hot at the right time, too, where people are like, we want that in our rotation. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure the Phillies are like, oh, man, it's a it's kind of a catch-22. They're yeah. fired up because they want the championship, yeah. but, man, they also want to keep <laughs> Nolan. They want a shot to keep Nolan. His price tag just keeps going up, up, up.
Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, listen, we've been saying it. The D-backs battle, man. They battle you. They have good, tough hitters. Ketel Marte can beat you on any game, right? Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll. Yeah, so, I do. Christian Walker, for me, you know, he's a, you know, he hasn't had a great series, I believe, but dude, that that that, that he's a bat that he, you know they need him to come out tonight, big time in Philly. You know, what I mean that he yep. he's got thirty over thirty home runs. You know, he's uh, over a hundred RBIs this year. He had a really incredible season. Hundred um, hits too for for the season. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he did, he's the and he's the best first baseman in the league. You know, uh, defensively. Nice. All right. So who do you, who do you think takes it tonight? You think the Phillies are going to the World Series? Do you think we will know the World? I think the Phillies are going to the World Series, but it's going Game Seven. Ooh, good one. Look at you. That's good. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. on the flip side, who is going to the World Series from the other division? I think Texas is going, baby. Woo! Wait. I think Tex- I, I think there's something about this home field road advantage. I don't know what's going on here, but. No, no home teams won yet, right? No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm just, I'm riding that that's going to happen tonight again. That wow. Texas, Texas is riding that nine-run outburst last night. The bats are, the bats are here, and uh, there's, there, there's some serious energy, mojo, whatever, bad blood coming into Game Seven, and Bruce Bochy's magic is going to somehow win it tonight. Yeah. That reminds me of the complete opposite. You remember what was it, '91? One of my favorite World Series ever was Twins-Braves because that's when the Twins had the, the rally towel. That was like the first towels, right? The Twins. Oh, yeah, the white the white towels. The one was nuts. And then on the flip side, that's when the Braves were doing the, uh, the chop for the first time. And every yeah. team, uh, the only reason, like, one team beat the other is because the home team won every game in that series. Back then, it was like kind of a different type of home field advantage, you know? Like Yankees back in the day. At Old yeah. Yankee Stadium, that was a serious home field advantage. Oh yeah, too much of that now, but in these series, I mean, dude, in Philly, in Philly, it feels like it feels like a serious home field. Yes, at the bank. I mean, that that those that, that crowd, that crowd is raucous, dude. That ballpark is so great. Do you know that ballpark is the exact same ballpark as City Field? Pretty much. I'm not saying all the exact dimensions. They've moved a couple things around, but the actual ballpark, it's the same model, same really? model. Yeah. Wow. You're right. I didn't know that. Something that, something about Philly though in a postseason that that place is a lot louder than most other places. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Time. Anyway. All right. So we got that going on. Oh, hey. There's we can't. There's an elephant in the room because there's. You a, know what? You know what? Wait. Now. Now I'm feeling Philly and Philly and six for some reason. My my what? mind just said. My mind just said Noah's going to dominate. Noah's going to dominate. Philly's going to come out banging. Ooh. It's over. It's over tonight, Chich. Switch your room right there. I like that. I saw your. I saw your like those. My, my wheels. I saw, it was like it was like burning wood coming out of your ears, and I'm like, "What is he thinking about?" Right. That's, that's good. You always got to go with your gut and finish strong with that. Hey, so you're in beautiful Seattle, as you said. Yes. Background behind you is gorgeous. Uh, yeah. What are you doing there? And what's happening, dude? I I am uh, I emceed. Um, the um eddie vetter eddie vetter eddie and jill vetter put on an event last night for ebr ebr ebrp which is epidermolosis bullosa research project dude what they're doing here is incredible and if you go to ebresearch.org and i believe you can donate there please please donate it is an incredible cause the the kids and adults that suffer from this awful awful uh, devastating, life-threatening, like genetic skin disorder. It, you know, it affects children from birth, bro. It's like, 
literally if you got hugged too hard or if you if you touched something wrong and your skin would like rip off like like the worst i'm saying like the worst um uh, like whenever you like get your skin ripped off and it's oh uh-huh. man that burns well dude this happens to these kids and it never heals mm-hmm. so what they have to do we were talking to these parents yesterday at this summit they have to wrap themselves in like bandages and the, and the wrapping takes like four to five hours a day on a good day. So can you imagine just, you know, what, what, you know, that, um, you know, how crazy that is, but dude, the biggest thing is the scientists and the researchers here and the donors, dude, we just came out with the first cream ever like this. It's really gene therapy is going to heal this thing. Now here's the thing. If gene therapy heals EB, we think that it's going to help out 7,000 rare diseases, 7,000 it's going to cure. Right. And we think our goal is by 2030, we'll be able to cure this awful, awful disease of EB. And like I said, uh, this says right here and pioneer a path for the 400 plus million globally who battle a rare disease. A lot of rare diseases don't get the funding dude mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And one of Jill Vetter's um, friend's son had this awful disease and she was like, I got to do something. So about 10 years ago, they got involved, her and Ed. And Ed's like, I remember talking to Ed about it, you know, eight months ago. He's like, Case, you know, I'm going to figure out, I'm trying to put on, you know, a charity event. So there he goes at Ben Ura Hall here in uh, Seattle, which is a beautiful symphony hall. Ed's putting on two shows tonight and tomorrow. But last night was the big summit, dude. And the real heroes here are obviously the kids and the parents. But these scientists, dude, are incredible. And just to be there and to see the research that they do, their teams, dude, closing in on a cure, like legitimately. And at the end of the day, what we need is funding, funding. So I'm asking anyone that's listening here, go to EB Research, E-B as in boy, research.org. And I believe you can donate there. As a matter of fact, I know you can. And let's get this thing cured. Let's get this thing cured. These... This is a this is a this is a oh, one of the worst things I've ever seen diseases, and it doesn't have to be. And it, like I said, if we get the cure for this, seven thousand other rare diseases of people that suffer in this world will be cured too. This gene therapy stuff is absolutely phenomenal. Amazing. Well done by you. Well done by Ed and his family. That's the most yeah. an emotional. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Go. We'll put the. Uh... Send me that link. I'm gonna put it in our in our uh in our page of the when we explain what today's show is. I'm gonna put that at the bottom of the page. So yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, when we hang up, well, don't forget. That, that'd be awesome, dude. But yeah, that would be awesome. Check that out, everybody, and that's that's really great stuff. Gosh, good job, man. That's what it's yeah. all. About. That's what it's all about. Helping people. No, it's really, it, it is what it's all about, dude. Impact and who can we impact today? You know, so hopefully we're all hopefully we're all even in, you know in your family or whatever. It doesn't. No, obviously this is a big one though. This impact for these kids and a lot of people around the world can be a yeah. big one. So amazing, happy! I'm awesome. sure uh, these kids are going to be at that concert, rocking out with you guys tonight too. So. Oh yeah, I told Ed, I was like, "You better be ready." Yeah, <laughs> I said, "Ed, you better be ready to go tonight." The kids are ready. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be like, "Are you going on a stage? Are you going to be on a stage? Is he going to pull you up there, Sean K?" Uh, no, I won't be on a stage. I'll be like, "Do not pull me up." Remember, remember the one time go ahead. he pulled me up? Yes, it didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. He was like, Case, get on the mic. I was going to say, uh, Sarah should wear that uh, Taylor Swift costume that she wore to your <laughs> Halloween party with the Miracle League the other day. She'll fit right in. She could go play uh, play the uh, tambourine on the stage with Ed tonight. 
my God. Dude, here's a great story. So his daughter Harper is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Mm. So only only when you're only when you're Ed Vetter can you pull this one off. So Harper was telling me last night that when uh Taylor Swift came to Seattle, um, you know, Ed was like, We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here and miss the traffic. We gotta and Harper's like, There's two songs to go, Dad. I'm not leaving. She's like, he's like, Harper, get in the car. We have to leave. This so, is- dude, so Ed, you know, obviously Ed's Ed in Seattle, he's even bigger. So Ed grabs Harper and her friends and they start going and they, you know, got the secret pass backstage to get yeah. out to the cards in the back. So, dude, the concert ends as like they're kind of walking out. And Ed had Taylor Swift come off stage after the show and come meet Harper. Oh my. After, after the show was over, just so Harper said that Taylor Swift comes off stage. She's sweating, yeah. you know, just came off doing, I don't know, Bad Blood or whatever she does. 48th song, her 48th song of the night. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And she, you know, and Harper showed me the picture. So only yeah. Ed Better could pull that off. It was like, hey, Taylor, you think after your last song, you come <laughs> off the stage and say, I'll meet my daughter. <laughs> By the way, if you're t- that's how big Eddie Vedder is at Taylor Swift's like, yes, sir, you are a rock god. <laughs> and Taylor Swift can say that about him. Wow. Yeah. Bow, so cool, man. Bow. So cool. When you could deliver when you could deliver for your kids like that, that's awesome. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Enjoy tonight. Have a great time with it. Again, I will put this link in our uh in the bio of this uh of this episode. Please go take a look at it and see if you can help with it. Awesome, man. And uh don't let Chinch, don't let Jess Jess Chinch throw out that uh shirt. That's 20 it. dude, that's got 20 more years of life. Bro. I know it's so comfortable. I'm telling you, it's gonna do the I'm gonna do the belly shirt thing like that. <laughs> Have a great time. Love you, man. I'll see you. Hey, hey, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Awesome.